0: Hi, I'm Azure Ashby, CPA and creator of the Love Then Money Institute. Each week, I will bring you inside the life of a real couple and their relationship with money in order to help you and your partner master your own relationship with money. We can no longer rely on the taboo of money to justify our avoidance, and we can no longer change the topic when things get real. I believe it's time we take our financial future by the reins and take control of the money conversation. And we do that by actually having the conversation. So get ready to listen, relate, and be inspired to achieve your financial dreams together. Because you know what they say, first comes love, then comes money. So let's do this. It's funny, this episode we talk about saving. And as a kid, I really didn't get the concept of saving for reasons other than to spend. That's what we did. We saved to do or buy something that we couldn't normally do or buy. And if I got money from a relative at Christmas time, it would burn a hole in my pocket. And I would be constantly thinking of how or when I could spend it. And if my mom had money, she used to say I could smell it. I really loved to spend. I loved how it made me feel, and I was never really actively taught the importance of saving. And I think part of that is because my mom knew that she was working at a job where she'd have a pension, she'd have social security, and for her, retirement was pretty much taken care of. Sure, she could have saved a little bit more to live a little bit of a better life when she was retired, but I think in her mind she had that security that she was going to have that recurring income for the rest of her life. And it wasn't until later in life that I began to notice others around me saving. I started to see others being able to do things that I wasn't able to do because they had saved in order to do so and I wasn't saving. And on top of that, I felt burdened by the student loan debt I had. So in the beginning of my working years, I felt that there was nothing left to save after living a quote-unquote normal life. And I think a lot of people in my generation feel like there will be a day down the line where we will be able to save or pay for retirement or do the things that we feel we just can't do now. The only problem is that we're entering our 30s or 40s or 50s, and that day hasn't come yet. So it's time to start finding a way to start now. And that's what Nick, Angie, and I talk about today. Saving is hard. There are responsibilities we have to pay attention to. There are also a lot of distractions. There are purchases that may feel good at the time, like Thai food on a Friday night or a few extra lives on Candy Crush. But ultimately, too many of these purchases can set you back on your goals. For this reason, I asked Nick and Angela to go over their expenses and spending from the last three months. So how was that exercise?
1: So sorry, we both, neither one of us have jobs that make us proficient in Excel whatsoever. (laughs) So that was, yeah, interesting.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) It's
1: okay. It's okay.
2: Not your fault. It was good though. It it took a little a little more effort than it probably should have because I don't. I'm not very good with computers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for doing that. I know it's like painful in more ways than one. So did you like realize anything, or I don't know, like what did you notice? I think we definitely eat out
2: a lot. Yeah, we do. That's our, that's our big thing as far as excess spending. I think we already knew that.
0: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, th- I noticed that as well. Is it, do you ever cook at home or like what? what's the, or do you just like it or what, why do you eat out so much? We do cook at home
2: and he's making a face because every time I cook, He never takes stuff to work, and so a lot of stuff goes bad, so I just get frustrated, and I don't cook as much anymore. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the face, Nick?
1: (laughs) The face is that she has this food in the refrigerator, and it's in there for like a week, and then she doesn't make an effort to eat it either, so it doesn't make me want to eat it either. So it's just (laughs) chilling in the fridge. Whatever. Whatever. So it's both chilling there and it's like this Mexican standoff of like, who's going to eat this food? (laughs) Because I mean, I'm not a fan of leftovers and I know that I need to get over that.
0: So what do you, how do you guys feel about the way things are right now? I mean,
2: obviously we want to save and we know that there's space for that. Both of our splurge categories are pretty high yeah
0: so i see wants and splurges in the joint account are those like when you go out to eat together or what is that stuff like what yeah, what gets you, spent yeah go ahead
2: usually it's when we're together like uh sometimes you know if we're doing like a, a trip or um something we're going out on a date night or something
0: like that. Okay, cool. So then I think the way we need to do it is to have the categories like, you know, um, separate joint, separate and joint. So what are, where are places that you're like, obviously you still want to live life and like, not feel like you're like, you know, quarantined to your house or whatever. Um, So, you know, what, what did you see when you were going through that? You were like, Oh, this is kind of crazy or, you know what I mean? Like, did you see stuff like that or did, was all of it like, did all of it feel like, no, we totally should have done this. And I'm glad we did. Like, how did it feel when you were going through there? I mean,
1: I kind of knew where I was spending money and the splurges and where I would have liked to cut back. Um, just sometimes having that self-control to do so isn't great. Um, I, cause I know that I spend a lot on like electronic things, which is, you know, cell phone games, my Xbox, things like that.
2: How much do you spend on cell phone games? I
1: don't want to talk about it.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: Nicholas. That's a majority of my splurges.
2: Is that the $600 in your credit card? No. No. Good. It's well, my personal
1: account. It's not the 1500 out of my personal account, but it accounts yeah, for Yeah, your
2: splurges are very high.
1: I know. But then again, I, I listed a lot of things that I didn't deem necessary as splurges.
0: Yeah, you were very liberal about splurges, like, between the oranges and purples and stuff. so that's why I kind of combined them to kind of see like, you know what what they looked like from a combined standpoint down at the bottom. But yeah, um, I think you were a little bit more liberal putting on purple as opposed to orange. The good thing is that once we have a solid understanding of where their money is going, we can think of ways to save ways plural. There isn't just one way to save. There's all sorts of ways, and it just depends on what you feel is going to work best for you. I gave Nick and Angie a couple of options to consider to reach their savings goals. For you, Angie, what what would you need to have in savings in order to be able to like start taking the risks that you want in like the other areas of your life as far as like starting something new or you know, like a side hustle or whatever you've been kind of like thinking about doing, like what would be your comfort level? I think
2: kind of what I said in the past call, uh, I think 20,000 would make me feel comfortable.
0: Okay. Yep. I had that written down. I just wanted to make sure. So, and that's a personal savings or between your personal and your joint Nick. personal. Oh, and then Nick, I didn't ask you how much you, your savings school was. My... Personally.
1: Oh, um...
0: Five. Five thousand. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And then have you guys talked about what you want your joint savings to be?
2: Not really. Not really. Okay. But I don't know. In the future, we've talked about, you know, buying a house and that kind of thing. So we definitely need to amp that up as well.
0: Let's just set a goal. So what are your... How much is your rent like rent and utilities like all combined for? Let's see if I do your
1: 70 for electric, 1175 for the rent.
0: Okay, so let's say like 1500 or so. Are you, you counting
2: like phone and that kind of thing, or just straight utilities?
0: I guess I mean, you can include phone as well, like phone, water, cable. Um, electric and rent so yeah just under 1500 so let's say maybe we want to like have in joint savings like three months of that so like 4500 Well, just i mean you guys can adjust it whatever but that way we have like something to work for yeah okay and then nick so i had a question for you too like the on the the debt worksheet, I didn't see your student loans there. Is that something that's coming up later and not isn't there now? I for, I forget.
1: Yeah, currently in school the ninety-five should be for the total for this year. Still subsidized and no interest is being charged on those.
0: They exist. But
1: they do exist, yes, they are there.
0: Okay. I did not see them on your like debt listing or your um your net worth so which is fine and we can update it later but um yeah. i just
1: okay i think i did no it one place i think i just sent you like four different things
0: oh, okay <laughs> fair enough sorry i did not see them <laughs> okay I, yeah so okay here's here's what i wanted to so i want to like put you guys on a budget since that's what you want to do. But I hate that I hate using the word budget because I think it like makes us all just want to like run away. There's different ways to do it, like different ways to implement something like this. So I think last time we talked a little bit about like having different like bank accounts set up. And then there's also like Dave Ramsey in his in his book, I forget what it's called total money makeover. He has this system that I actually really like. There's a a lot about his stuff that I'm like, eh, but this one particular thing that I actually like, and because you guys are like, you know, cash friendly, I like you may tend towards this one. I don't know. But what he does is like, basically he says like, you just, you have the budget of like you know, this is how much I'm going to spend on groceries per week. This is how much I'm going to spend on gas per week. This is how much I'm going to spend on eating out per week, like whatever it is, right. And you budget it out and then you take that much cash out of the bank and you put it in your, in your wallet. And what I, I did this for a while. And it, it actually like, it really helped me get into the habit. Whereas now, like when I go to the store, the grocery store, like I know, Okay, here's about how much is in my budget of groceries. And like, it's kind of a habit for me because having to spend the cash, like, got me really familiar with how much that is, how many, like, in quantity, how much groceries that is. You know, once your grocery budget is gone out of your wallet, that's it for the week. And so it really gets you to like, and for me, like, I wasn't spending cash a lot. I was swiping my debit card all the time. And Like for me, it's so different to swipe my debit card than to pay cash. Like when I pay cash, I feel it. So that's one option. And we can kind of talk about what those numbers are. And then like we figure out, you know, then every, like you said, like everything else that comes out of the bank is basically like bills or transfer to savings or doing whatever debt paying or the other one was the one we talked about last time, which was the having the different like bank accounts. So you would have like the operating expenses, which would probably be like in your joint account. And then you would have like a, a separate account for savings, a separate account for like amounts to pay debt with or whatever it is that you want. You'd have a separate bank account, but you'd have an income account as well where like all the money came in and then you like parsed it out to the different areas. And so, you know, we, you can do it all sorts of ways. The the thing is that like, that happens when like everything's like in the same place is it's hard to kind of like, unless you're doing this exercise, like every week, It's hard to kind of still understand where things are going. You know what I mean? And you want to make it easy and you want to make it like something you're going to actually do. And so, either having like, so what I did when I did the cash method is I like, I'm a dork, but I made these like little like dividers for my wallet and I color coded them and like I put in each little divider like the amount that was allocated for that category. And then, like, I knew when that like little divider was empty. Like that was it for the week. So there are different ways you can do it or you can like, you know, do something that like works for you. But those are things that I've personally found that work. So, I mean, and, and that I've actually done myself. So do you, what are your thoughts on like those methods?
2: I think something like that could work for me. I
0: don't think it would work for Nick. The cash thing or all of it? the cash thing. Okay. So Nick, what do you think, like, what do you, what do you think would like get you to like, feel like it's easy to be like on a specific budget?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Um, I've been trying to run separate accounts um, and trying to keep, uh, operate mostly off of my credit card which has a very low limit anyways. Um, I think it's like a $400 limit credit card and I've been trying to use that for operating expenses. Um, All the money comes into my checking and then just paying down the sum of my credit card for for like the interim for um, budgeting for me. But um, I could refine that a lot, I feel like.
0: So looking at these numbers, let's start to kind of like build a budget. Over the years, I've come in contact with several awesome ways to build savings or debt pay into everyday life. I will say that I hate budgets. Not sure what other CPA you'll find that says this out loud, but to me, they make me feel like I'm in jail. I like to find other ways that are either automatic or easy to incorporate, so I don't feel like I'm missing out on life in the meantime. That being said, you also have to do some type of analysis to figure out how much money you have, how much money you need, and where there is room for change. And some people do better with budgets. Nick and Angie felt like having some semblance of a budget would help them. So we did that here, and then we spoke about other ways to save. For some people, and in this case, Angie, spending only cash is what helps them budget. So basically taking out a set amount of cash and knowing that once that cash is gone, That's the discretionary spending for the week or the month or whatever. But for other people like Nick, he needs to have a savings account and automatically transfer money to it so that there's kind of an out of sight, out of mind type of thing where he doesn't actually ever get to incorporate that money into his normal everyday life. You know, and maybe you guys both implement this in a different way. Like, Angie, if you, um, you know, if you are getting cash and you know like okay so my my um my weekly spend budget like on oranges and purples is 125 and then you just like keep 125 in your wallet each week from like what you deposit into your bank account then you know and when you're depositing maybe like instead of depositing it all into your like your personal account you deposit five you know th- if you do it twice a month you deposit 250 each time directly into your savings. So it never hits your personal account. And then you put the rest in your personal account. Like there's all sorts of ways to kind of like make sure that you don't even see that money. Cause once you see it, your brain incorporates it. Right. And you think you have it to spend. So does that sound like something that might work? Uh, Do you, and you, I'm assuming you have a personal savings account already, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So what do you think about that?
2: I think I would have to have get a savings account through a different bank because yes. when I open up you know, the app or whatever, it's right there. And I've often had to transfer that money over to cover whatever is going on.
0: Yeah, totally fair. So I would absolutely, absolutely do that. Um, so... I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm doing Chase right now. I like them, but um, I don't, I think there's some online banks. I don't know how that works for cash deposits though. I'm wondering, um, cause there's some online banks where the savings account, I think Ally Bank gives you like 1% interest on your savings, which is huge these days. Like no bank is doing that. Um, and some of the online banks are actually doing that. So that's an idea. But yeah, I agree with you that like it's so much better when it's not, when you don't see it in your total balance. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do that too. yeah. So, and Nick, like at work, can you, I'm assuming since I see it going into your joint and your personal, like you can kind of parse out via your like direct deposit.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cool. Yeah. So you could absolutely do the same thing where you open a savings account at a different bank and then have them deposit part of it your whatever you've decided like per month you know you have them direct deposited directly in there so am i like overwhelming you guys or is this are we getting somewhere or no no No, i'm
2: just thinking um yeah just is there
0: anything that i that we've like left out from like a day-to-day perspective that you're like oh wait here's something we haven't you know, that you haven't thought of or asked us about or whatever.
2: I don't know. The the only thing with me that I've had a hard time with is because it's never the same amount, you know, that I'm taking in. So it's hard to always say like, okay, I'm allotting X, Y, Z when I don't know
0: what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. So, can you like maybe email or text me like a number that is like your conservative number per month? Like, like if it's a really bad month, like how much you make or a really bad two weeks or whatever it is. And then maybe we can work on that. And then like anything above and beyond that, you could maybe split 50 50 between save savings and then wants and splurges or, you know what I mean? Like, and then we can get you to that place as opposed to, you having to be stressed out to reach a certain amount. You know what I mean? Right. I have um, like a
2: little log of all of the, all of my um, tip outs and such. So I can get together the last few months that I was there, that I've been there and figure out what the income is.
0: Yeah. And then also like, you know, get me a range, like, okay, here's, here's what it's going to look like when, you know, it was like super slow. And then here's here's kind of like a higher range or whatever, and then, and then that way I can get you like. Okay. Yeah, so that way you're not like stressing about, you know, us using like higher numbers, you know what I mean? Right. It's always fun to hear the excitement in a couple's voice when they figure out that their goals are actually attainable. Oftentimes we either think that they're not attainable, so we give up on trying, or we think they will take so long as humans, we just can't keep focused on the light of the end of the tunnel. I think Nick and Angie see the potential in these savings goals and they feel optimistic that they can achieve them. Next time on Love Than Money, we discuss how things are going and how we should proceed. And we learn that sometimes accountability to another person goes a really long way. You won't want to miss it. If you like Love then Money, do me a favor and tell a friend or five. I'm Azure Ashby, and until next time, I wish you both love and money. Take care.